Hey, everyone, and welcome to Weird Flicks, but okay. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Eric. And today we want to talk about the Oscar nominations. Little predictions. Yeah, predictions, what we think is going to win, what we want to win, which are probably not the same in a lot of cases. Yes. Yes. Yep. So we haven't done a pod in a long time. It's true. Just a little holiday break, <laughs> like a three-month holiday break. Just a quick quarter of a year break <laughs> but now we're in award season we've had a lot of award shows already um but kind of the finale of award shows is the oscars which airs february 9th 2020 mm-hmm. um, and the nominations were just announced so we want to kind of go through those and talk about them yes so we're gonna get right into it and start with best picture so our best picture nominees are ford versus ferrari the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Parasite. Oh, God. And Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the best picture category was like expanded a while ago yeah. to include, is it up to 10 films I think so, now? yeah. It used to be a smaller amount, like five or something. Yeah. So, and then this year we have nine. Only nine made the cut. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, did you see Ford versus Ferrari? I didn't. I'm honestly surprised. I mean, I've heard good things, but it looked like, like a really cheesy, like cheap emotion grabbing. Yeah. It didn't look like the movie that would actually be uh, best picture right but it is it is yeah <laughs> um and then the irishman no surprise there no surprise there other than that it's an fx movie but that even that is yeah but these days i feel like that's less of a yeah shock i think I guess. last year was sort of the last time that that would have been truly shocking mm-hmm. and now it's like old hat yeah now it's like old de niro yeah exactly <laughs> Um, We didn't really do a pod specifically on the Irishman. I know that we both did watch it, obviously. Um, Do you want to like talk about real quick? Sure. What you thought about it? Yeah. um, I loved the Irishman. Uh, I thought it was actually sort of one of the better Scorsese movies I've I've seen in quite a while. Um, And this is going to be a super unpopular opinion, but. I actually think I like it more than his other like mobster movies. Interesting. Um, I think it's better to me. It's better than Goodfellas. It's better than Casino. I feel like I think it's probably better than Wolf of Wall Street to me, too. It has it has. It's definitely a lot different than Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's very different. I think there's something about the incredible like slow burn of it. That's like really compelling. I think a lot of people complained it was too long. Um, A lot of people think I've heard a lot of complaints. Like I know that people seem to like it, but I feel like I've also heard a lot of complaints. Yeah. Which when there's a movie with so much, like, I don't know if prestige is the right word, but it definitely is prestige. I mean, it's like an ensemble cast. You've got Pacino, you've got De Niro, you've got Pesci. Uh, Scorsese. Scorsese, it's like all yeah. the old guys coming back for 
one last hurrah kind of. Yeah, I feel like anytime you have something like that, it's going to be like overly scrutinized. If anything, yeah. people are going to look for reasons to not like it. Not to say that it's not valid when they found faults in it, but yeah. I just think, you know, people want to kind of nitpick a little bit more. I think so. Yeah, I think I think anything that ambitious gets, you know, mired in its own criticism. But I think it was like really good. And I actually wasn't going into it expecting that I would like it as much as I did. But like, I think the, the quietness of it, I think it had like basically one of the saddest, like third acts to a movie I've ever seen. Just seeing like, Oh yeah. Very depressing. Yeah. Just the end, (laughs) basically just the end of a person's life and any regrets they might have. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely expand it to a person in general, but and then obviously in the movie, it's specifically the end of a mobster's life, which is so even lonely, more, like, even more bleak. It yeah, would seem just so isolating. And, you know, the, the relationships he's destroyed along the way of his own, his own life. And, right. and you know, the love that he had um, and his family that he honestly was trying to, he, he thought he was doing things for them and the method of him doing that was so destructive and right and um, he didn't really realize it until it was too late and even then it didn't seem like like he would make much effort to repair those relationships no um also like really quick there will be spoilers in this podcast yes spoiler alert everyone yeah um Um, i i tried to be pretty vague with what i just said yeah vague spoilers but there are things that i could talk about regarding specific specifics in that movie that are truly you know tragic and i think the the mobster parts of that movie i think are like old hat we've seen that a million times now but i think what this movie brings that is new is that sort of like you're seeing it from the perspective of someone whose life is basically over Mm -hmm. and he's looking back on all of that and it's it's just incredibly bleak and yeah and extremely and the whole movie is i mean even the way it's shot like the colors it's just bleak yeah and there's like no music really or there's yeah. very little music yeah. it's, it's like it just feels so like it reminds me a bit of no country for old men like mm-hmm. in in the not in the stylistic like there's definitely differences between a scorsese movie and a coen brothers movie but there's there's a bleakness there and it's something about like people who have aged past the point at which they're comfortable in a in a world of violence and you know the the world has sort of outpaced them and they're slowing down and i feel a lot of parallels between like you know Tommy Lee Jones sort of perception of the world uh and Robert De Niro's sort of like what he has left to live for and stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. The Irishman was great. I think we could do a whole episode just on yeah, that. Yeah, so we we'll, could. we'll try to <laughs> not <laughs> do that in yeah. this episode. But um, yeah. So next we have Jojo rabbit. Did you see Jojo rabbit? I didn't. I really okay. want to. Did you see it? I did. Okay. I really loved it. Okay. I honestly didn't know that, or I didn't predict that it would be nominated for anything. I didn't hear a ton of buzz before I went to see it. So I didn't, I thought maybe it was going under the radar just a little bit. I yeah. know a lot of people had seen it and heard about it. Yeah. Um, 
But anyways, I was really pleasantly surprised. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was like satirical and like a Nazi comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it looked very like Wes Anderson-y to me. Like yeah. when I saw previews, but, and I like Taika Waititi a yeah, lot. Yeah, like, I, I do think too. He's really good, but um, he does this really, he has a really great combination. I think of like quirkiness and, you know, like sort of gallows humor, but he's has a lot of heart and charm. And I think that works really well. Obviously I can't speak to this movie, but seeing the trailer and seeing other movies of his, like, I feel like I would like it a lot. I think you would too. It was really well done. And I mean, it was charming, (laughs) which I feel weird saying about like a Nazi movie, but it was. Yeah. I mean, I feel like weirdly charming is at least indicative (laughs) of one other movie in this uh, top list too. Really? Okay. Interested. (laughs) Interested. Um, all right, really quick. Next, we will go to Joker. Yeah, we both saw that. Yeah, we both saw it. We did a whole podcast episode we on did. it. Um, my feelings are mostly the same as they were in that episode. Yes. I think yeah, I think I am a little bit more open to the criticisms of it than I maybe was right after I saw it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, we both liked Joker. Yep. I'm I'm still a little surprised it's on this list. Yeah. Um, but it was good, I think. It um, almost seemed like too Oscar baity. I know to right? actually be Oscar. To actually, Oscars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little frustrating. Yeah. But it's it's not the end of the world. Like I get it and mm-hmm. I it's not that I don't think it deserves it. It's just that like, you know, in the in the spectrum of the other movies that were nominated, I, I just think it is a little weird. Um yeah. because it feels a little on the nose that it would actually get an Oscar nomination. If anything, like exactly. I would have thought like maybe Joaquin Phoenix would get a nomination for Best Actor, but not necessarily the movie Joker would get right. a nomination. I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and then next we have Little Women. Didn't see it. I know you did. I did, and I really loved it. Okay. You, and you feel like it deserves to be in here? I think so. Looking at this list right now, mm-hmm. but if you brought up some films to me that you think got snubbed, that could maybe take its place. Like I could probably see an argument for that. Yeah. But I really liked this adaptation and there have been many. Mm-hmm. And I think if any of them are, you know, deserving of this nomination, I guess I would say this one. Um, it was just like a really solid retelling of this story. Yeah. Basically. Um, you know, the acting was sufficient. Cinematography was sufficient. It was, it was just good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, Florence Pugh. So, oh my gosh, I would watch it for her alone. Me and Eric are both obsessed with her. Yeah, honestly. we're like completely obsessed with <laughs> Florence Pugh. I'll watch anything she's in. Um, so yeah, and it has a couple other nominations further down, so we can like talk about yeah, it more. Yeah, more about it. Um, next we have Marriage Story. Didn't see it. You didn't. Heard it was actually really good. Um, my sort of cinephile friend, uh, highly recommended it as like sort of a heart-crushingly honest breakup movie kind of thing. Yeah, I uh, I thought so too. I actually was... So I was excited to watch it because I love Adam Driver. Yes. But I don't really like watching depressing movies where I know they're not going to end up together. It's just depressing. I'm like, I don't want to see that. But what I liked about this is they didn't... They did a good job of showing like why these two people were in love but they didn't take me on this journey of like watching them fall in love and then having to see them break up, which I was thankful for. But um, did you see blue Valentine? 
Yeah, and that's exactly like what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> yeah, I, I was don't, thinking of it too as you were saying that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that format. <laughs> okay, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, but no, it's very upsetting. <laughs> right, not to say it's not good; it's just upsetting. And yeah. you know, sometimes I don't want to be upset. Yeah, um, but I thought Marriage Story was uh, lacking in that kind of bleak upsetness. Hmm, um, okay enough for me to enjoy it you know oh really, so you had more fun with it than you yeah i did okay. it was really solid performances also from scarlett johansson and adam driver which is like no surprise there yeah I, I like both of them um and then yeah there's a few other people in that movie but they're in later categories so we'll talk about them later too um but yeah marriage story was great and i'm not surprised about the nomination whatsoever. yeah i'm not either uh next we have 1917 we both saw it yes I loved this movie. I also really loved it. It's like, it's it's way up there for like favorite movies of this year, for sure. Yeah. And it, I think it did win the Golden Globe for best drama. Did it? Motion picture or whatever. Yeah, it did. It um, deserves it. It does. 1917 was great. I mean, it was like a war film, but I don't know. It's similar to like a mobster film. Like, yeah, it's been done a million times, but. It was done really well this yeah, time. Yeah, it so. was done. It was done in a way I've never seen. Yeah, and it was done beautifully and technical. It was such a technical achievement, and yeah, I mean, again, categories later, I have things I can say. Yeah, about, yeah. yeah, definitely. So we can get into that more too. But uh, next, we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is the other weirdly charming movie I was referencing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I think that this one is a shoe in for best picture. Do you? I think that Hollywood's obsessed with itself and it's going to love the shit out of that. <laughs> I, I completely <laughs> understand that argument. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think is okay. going to win. So, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. I, yeah. I, okay. I love this movie. We both talked about it yeah. um, in a previous episode. Um, that wasn't my thought. But really? I but I do totally see why you'd say that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean we can talk about if we need to talk about it more, we can. But we we did cover the whole movie. Yeah, we so, did. Yeah. So we liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. We're okay with it being there. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine being up yeah. top for sure. Don't worry, Academy, we approve. <laughs> um and then last but not least, Parasite. Yes. Okay, I love Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I think that that was sort of that's sort of the general consensus. I don't think I've heard one person. I've, I haven't heard a single bad thing. About see it and not love it. Nope. Yeah. Um, it's an excellent film. This excellent. one is sort of a surprise. It is a bit of a surprise, and Here. I think it's more about Oscar politics than yes. it is about the movie. Which I think, I mean, it's the Oscars. It's all about Oscar politics, and that's something I probably should have touched on too at the beginning. That I just wanted to say real quick. Like, I don't think, and I know that you don't think, that the Oscars are, like, the be-all, end-all of, like, what's good in a movie. Yeah, there's there's some flaws in the system. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. But it's fun, and we like movies. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of, <laughs> it's the biggest event regarding, yeah. you know, talking about movies, and we love movies. It's so. like our version of a movie Super Bowl. Yeah. Because, like, I don't watch Super Bowl. <laughs> but I, if the Super Bowl were movies, I would watch it. And that's what the Oscars are, so I watched them. Pretty much. Um, Parasite's what I want to win Best Picture. But okay. I honestly, I think it'll be a huge surprise to 
pretty much everyone if it does just because it's so rare first of all for a foreign language film to be in this category yeah yep that's very true um but this is the one i want for best picture i don't necessarily think it's going to go that way it'd be really cool if it did yeah um so you think once upon a time in hollywood is going to be yes What about you? What do you think is going to win and what do you want to win? So I would be very happy with Parasite winning, but I also agree it would be very surprising if yeah. it did win. Um, I I think the other movie, there are kind of two movies that I want to win and one is Parasite and the other is 1917. Okay. Um, but I don't think, I don't think parasite's gonna win i think um honestly i am leaning towards uh either the irishman or marriage story winning okay interesting and and i haven't seen marriage story i'm basing this off of like the the history of the way the oscars go right um it they just seem like the movies that to me would win best picture like it does it's not it's not what I think is the best picture. It's right. not even movies I would. I mean, honestly, if I was if I was saying like what movie of the year I think should be best picture would be The Lighthouse. Um, yeah, but no. But that's not no. here. So <laughs> and no one would <laughs> would say that other than me. So yeah, I, I think of this list, 1917 or Parasite should win. I think Marriage Story or The Irishman will win. Interesting. Marriage Story just seems so small to me compared to some of these others, like yes. story wise. I agree. Yeah. So that's like that's definitely an interesting take, I think. And then okay, I guess we'll go right into best director as well. Yep. Uh one, two, five nominations for five noms. Okay. Okay. So not every best picture film has like an accompanying best director. Some of those directors just sucked. Yes. <laughs> Their movies were great, but the director awful bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd mm-hmm. Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Yep. So I feel like what is going to happen is Quentin Tarantino is going to win Best Director. See, uh, I don't. Really? Yeah, I think his movie's going to win Best Picture, but I don't think he's going to win Best Director. I think Bong Joon-ho is going to win Best Director. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a good... But I is... honestly, like, I couldn't yeah. with confidence say that, but well, that's yeah. just, like, my... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for, to, to me, the the this is basically a mirror of Best Picture, where I think either Bong Joon-ho or Sam Mendes should win mm-hmm. Best Director. Yep. But I think Quentin Tarantino might get it. I feel like every time he's come to the Oscars, he's been the guy that, yeah. like, even against, like, the odds that I think, like, I feel like he still wins. Um, and I love Quentin Tarantino's stuff. I just think, like, it's it's sort of, it's a, it's not even the point of, like, it, should he get it? It's just the point of, like, well, if Quentin Tarantino's in the running, yeah, he will get it. Um, now I could be wrong and it could more be that like he'll win for best adapted screenplay or something. Yeah. Um, cause he's known for his writing and he's known for his directing. Um, but I will say the biggest, 
surprise is seeing Todd Phillips' name <laughs> in the running for best <laughs> okay. director. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, literally, the guy did the Hangover movies. Like, what is happening? I will throw hands if he wins. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be upset because like the the thing, the Joker is a is a good movie, but it is one of the most like directly ripping off other movies oscar nominations i've ever seen um i can't think of a more derivative movie in that sense like it's straight up he just made taxi driver again right so if he wins best director i'm just gonna be like i mean he's in this category (laughs) scorsese just won best director again. (laughs) right exactly he's in this category with scorsese and quentin tarantino who are like legends and yeah I mean, and then Sam Mendes obviously is great. Bong yeah. Joon-ho is great, has, you know, directed plenty of really great films. Yeah, Bong Joon-ho is not, like, new. Like, he's no, done he's, amazing movies. Right, which is why I think it would be really great to see him get a Best Director um, win. Yeah, it would be amazing. It would be a really great way to kind of incorporate Parasite into a bigger win when we know it's probably not going to get Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, something besides Best international film which is i think what they're calling the foreign language film now yeah i think that's true um and that you know that's its own thing i feel like there's a lot of contention around like what are they trying to shut parasite out of like a true win and stuff by allowing it to win in this like other category um but i think that's dumb and i think parasite is definitely one of the best movies in the list and it deserves all the recognition that it's getting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, Dream World, <laughs> I would put Robert Eggers and Ari Aster on that list, but yeah, we're not. We're, I know I would have loved to see Midsommar get it's nominations for anything within anything. Like, it's so good. Cinematog like, or best Florence for best her acting. acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the best uh, screenplay, best set design, best costume design best effects like it has the potential to have to be at least nominated for all these things but it's a horror film so we all know how so, the academy feels about that boy bye <laughs> yeah i guess we're not going to see that at least not yet we're not there we're not that progressive yet. we're not i feel like we've seen didn't a horror movie win like one year did like, it weirdly a horror movie like or at least was like nominated hmm. it was a big deal i, I i'm forgetting what it was but i remember being like what there's a like a horror movie in in the running um Um, but i mean if you count get out as a horror movie that is yeah the semi-horror and i don't know if that's what i'm thinking of okay anyway interesting also i'm surprised us isn't actually yeah or at least you know jordan peele i am too um Um, that's definitely one of the snubs i think Uh, yeah uh really quick too we have best actor antonio banderas for pain and glory Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Okay, so I haven't seen um, Pain and Glory, and I haven't seen The Two Popes, and I haven't seen Marriage Story, as I said. Yeah, I haven't seen Pain and Glory or The Two Popes either. I think my opinion is going to be the same. even if I think it is too, which is that Joaquin Phoenix is going to win. Yes. my opinion. I think so, too. Uh, and honestly, I think that might be my choice, too, among these. I think it might be mine, too, as much as I want to also pick Adam Driver. Uh, yeah, I think Adam Driver, 
honestly, Adam Driver and Leonardo DiCaprio. That scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he like sort of gets the magic of acting back Mm -hmm. and the girl gives him the appraise and he's like to himself sort of like crying from happiness. Like that was so powerful. I thought that was like a magnificent scene. And it was touching on like a very specific human emotion that I don't think you see a lot in movies. Um, So I was really, really, really impressed with him in that movie. But and I always am. But Joaquin Phoenix's role in Joker was, like, completely transformative. Like, he became a different person. It's like the Heath Ledger thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, he did really great. And then Adam Driver cried, and we know how the Oscar people love love crying. The Oscars love crying. And then I think there were a couple snubs for this category. I'm trying to think of... uh, Adam Sandler. I know a lot of people are kind of upset. Yes, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. see Uncut Gems? Yet? I didn't, but I've heard it. It's amazing. I also didn't, but I trust the hype, I guess. I actually have an actor friend, though, who did see it. And she said that he wasn't really doing anything he hasn't done in movies before. Okay. So I'm interested to see it myself now. Yeah. I mean, I already was, but. Yeah, I want my own my own personal opinion (laughs) instead of just adopting. Um, And then we have Best Actress, Mm -hmm. Cynthia Erivo Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Yes. Interesting how the only woman of color they picked for this category is playing a slave. Like, <laughs> Isn't that the way it goes? Though? I guess. I feel like slavery movies are also shoe-ins for Holocaust movies and slavery movies are like absolute right. Oscar shoe-in movies all I the know. time, which is horrible. But those movies do speak to something that's like so powerful that I get it, but it, it it's yeah. almost like it feels... Like, there's this weird sense of, like, are they cashing in on those things? Right, exactly. In order to become Oscar-nominated films. And it's, it's really weird to, like, think about, again, the politics of it. Um, but... Uh, I know, sorry. I could probably talk about that a little bit more. I just wanted to no, point no, out. No, yeah. Because I know the Oscars get a lot of flack for being so not inclusive. Yeah, for sure. But... um. Let's see. I didn't actually see Harriet. Yeah, I haven't seen Harriet. I also did not see Bombshell or Judy. Yeah, I actually haven't seen... Have I not seen any of these? I haven't seen any of these movies. You haven't? No. All right. (laughs) I'm a horrible man. I'm a terrible ally. I'm feeling scarlet for this one. I want to say Cynthia Erivo just because I've seen her sing and I saw her do a performance from The Color of Purple. And it's one of the most powerful things I've ever seen, but this is very different. So I don't just assume that she was like doing that right. level of thing again. I don't have any, his, I don't, haven't seen her in anything that I know about. Yeah. I don't really know about her as an actress. So that's just. Literally, she's the best singer I've ever heard. Oh, okay. Like I'm not being facetious. I saw her do the color purple thing and I was like, that's stupid that a mm-hmm. human can do that. Um, so she's definitely like just on her laurels alone. I feel like I'm 
putting her at like the top of this list. Uh, I always think Charlize Theron is great. Me too. I've heard Renee Zellweger is actually really good in Judy. Um, and Trisha I, Ronan's pretty much always good too. Yeah. I don't usually like Renee Zellweger. So yeah, I don't, I don't really either. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that she's good. Like, I don't think that's not within right. her ability, but I'm leaning towards Cynthia Erivo and I'm leaning towards Charlize Theron. Okay. Interesting. Did you see Bombshell? I didn't. Oh, okay. No. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Best supporting actor, Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Interesting lineup. Very interesting. This actually, to me, feels like it's not an Oscar-worthy list. What? I was thinking the opposite. Really? I was thinking all these actors are... This feel It's not because the actors aren't good enough or their performances aren't good enough. This just feels like a list conceived by someone who's like not yeah. as cinematically knowledgeable. I get what you're saying. As, like, oh, these are some popular actors yeah, right like, now. It's just so <laughs> obvious. It's, yeah, that's true. It's very obvious. Um, But I want to say that I definitely think Al Pacino should win it over Joe Pesci. Um, I agree with that. When it comes to that, uh, the Irishman. Um, I really liked Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I don't know if I think it's Oscar worthy. I don't know if I think so either, as much as I also liked it. And then Tom Hanks is just always Tom Hanks. You I know. know. I mean? Like, I feel like. I mean, he's great. I, I and so okay. wholesome. I, I haven't seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but I feel like. In that everything I've seen from it, Tom Hanks is just acting like Tom Hanks, yeah. talking like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't seem challenging. Right. It doesn't seem Oscar worthy. Like, honestly, I think I'm, I'm leaning toward, and I will say, I haven't seen The Two Popes. I think Anthony Hopkins is amazing. Like, he's Anthony one of Hopkins my favorite is actors. Pretty consistently good. Yeah. I like, I, out of, out of just my intuition, I want to lean towards him for this. So I feel like it's either him or Al Pacino for me for this. All right. I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> oh, and honestly, I love Jonathan Price. Like he was, he was in earlier for the two popes. Um, oh yeah. And just, I haven't seen it, but like, I think he's amazing too. Like I thought he was amazing in game of Thrones. I thought he really like brought something. Let's say some, gravitas to that show um and as good as like that show often was i feel like it was almost like they hadn't had an actor of that caliber sort of show up for a while and he felt like really impactful when he did show up um he also has like the most epic voice ever like it's just amazing so good anyway yeah i i'm leaning towards Al Pacino or Anthony Hopkins. Okay, me too. I'm going to lean even further towards Al Pacino, I think, just because maybe a little bit more buzz around the Irishman. I think, and, yeah, if I was going to say just because, like, the movie is more attention. Yeah, which is honestly sometimes a really good indicator. Not always, but sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so then we have Best Supporting Actress. Mm -hmm. Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. 
So again, I haven't <laughs> seen any of any? these movies. Okay. That's okay. My in, my <laughs> inclination, what is it with me in these movies with the with the female role? I feel like I'm a terrible man right now. Yeah. Uh I'm going to be an ally. I'm, I'm trying to be an ally right now. <laughs> my honestly, my inclination is to go towards Margot Robbie. Okay, Robbie. interesting. Because everything I've seen her in, she's amazing. Um so one that really surprises me on this list is Laura Dern marriage story not because she wasn't good like just throwing it out there i actually really love laura dern i love laura dern she's great yeah, she's so good i just felt like she didn't have like her role wasn't big enough in that movie i mean it is supporting actress yeah. yeah but i think she had like one really good like monologue and that's it and that's why she's nominated sometimes i feel like that's all it takes with these that's movies, very true and which I, is weird and i really liked that one part so i mean similarly how is Willem Dafoe not in Best Supporting Actor? <laughs> because nobody's looking at the lighthouse. Uh, <laughs> but I agree with you. I'm that so was upset. honestly, I think that was a snub. Like, come on. His his monologue in that yes. movie is one of the best acting performances I've ever seen. Which one? The one with the dirt in his mouth? Both. Yeah. That one and when he insults his cooking. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're so good. Oh so, my god, that is the best acting so like, ever. Way to go, Academy! Yeah, you really killed it. You messed up. <laughs> okay, you um, blew it. I yeah, I don't know who I want to. I mean, I want to Florence Pugh to win. Florence Pugh because I'm loyal her. to her because she's amazing. Because <laughs> I'm loyal. I'm AF. also loyal to Laura Dern. I think she's amazing. I'm picking Laura Dern for this. Oh, okay. Even though you just said you don't think well, she deserves. No, that. I don't. But I do think that. <laughs> The Academy thinks she does. The you know Academy what I mean? Teacher. Okay. Yep. So I think that they may go with her. Sometimes I feel like awards are almost like secret lifetime achievement awards. You know? Yes. No. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree. And I it's feel like, like a, this could be her. Yeah. It's that. almost like a cumulative, even though. Because she deserves it. I mean, like, she's been amazing, like, forever. Yeah. I, I love Laura Dern. I mean, I'd be happy to see her get it. I would be happy to see her get it, too. Honestly, I think I'd be happy to see anyone on this list get oh, it. Oh, me, too. I mean, obviously, Kathy Bates. Kathy she's Bates always great. classic. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson's she's great. pretty consistently good. Florence Pugh's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Margot. Seriously, what is her last name? Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> Robbie. Robert. <laughs> Robert. I know you always want to say Roby. I do. I don't know. And it really messes with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I think she has been, she came out of like nowhere. Like, I feel like when she showed up, I think the first thing I saw was Wolf of Wall Street with mm -hmm. her. Like she has been so good in every single movie I've seen her in. She's been really good. You know, she's more than just a pretty face and she is hot. So that's. Yeah. And Florence Pugh is too, but like, you know, she looks all like normal girlish. Right. Midsummer, but it's like, she. The, that's that's an interesting thing because it's it's Emma Watson is the main girl in Little Women, right? No. Oh, who's the Saoirse Ronan? Technically, oh, she's is the main. Like the main. Okay. If you were gonna pick one, yeah. Never mind then. But I was just gonna <laughs> say that, like, you know, she's in it, right? Emma Emma Watson's yes, in the yes, movie. she's in it. And like, I feel like her British accent slips like pretty regularly, but Florence Pugh, like. I would never have known that she was not an American when she's being an American. Like, right. No, she in Midsummer, like that is 
a perfect American accent. Yeah. No, she does a really great job with that. Yeah. And Margot, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like she's Australian. I would never have known. Oh, she said, and it's actually kind of weird to me that she's nominated. Well, I guess it's not weird, but she's nominated for Bombshell, mm -hmm. but she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I thought she was incredible in that. Oh yeah. Just sweet little. She was so Sharon Tate. honestly charming mm -hmm. as like, I, I, I believed her enthusiasm for herself, you know, seeing herself in that movie. I agree, stuff. but I don't think it was like, I didn't see Bombshell. I I didn't either. I don't know I just, what that performance was I don't like. think that her role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was in your face enough. Okay. It, she, she felt like a secondary storyline. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know like where it was going. Yeah. But you know what I mean? They yeah. show her like going to the movies and stuff. And I agree. Like she did really great in it. And I just don't think like it was enough for maybe the Academy to be like, boom. Yeah. Supporting actress. Yeah. yeah. But all right. Uh, these next categories you can probably go through pretty quickly too. Best Original Screenplay, Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time on Hollywood, and Parasite. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say Parasite. No, I'm not. I'm going to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. I think I, think I agree with you, actually. I think that's the best written of the movies. I will say I haven't seen Knives Out. Mm -hmm. And I do like Ryan Johnson's writing a lot. I really enjoyed Knives Out. I think that Once Upon a Time still gets gets it over Knives Out. Yeah. That would be like a cool surprise win, though, which I like when that happens. Sure. Yeah. A little underdog story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we have Best Adapted Screenplay. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. Okay. I haven't seen. I don't even really know what the two popes is. <laughs> I don't. Really. I know that there are literally two popes. It's I, not like a weird metaphor name. Yeah. Uh, but that's the extent of my knowledge. I know about two popes, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so I I can't really speak to that. I know. So um, I apologize for my lack of commentary on the two popes. If for anyone out there that's like really rooting for it, <laughs> I love the idea that someone out there <laughs> that we don't know is like screaming at us for like never ever saying the two popes should win something, but we just haven't seen it, guys. We haven't we just seen don't know. it yet. I will see it before. I I definitely intend to see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually intend to see most of these movies. I. I think Ford versus Ferrari is like one of the only ones so far that I don't really have any interest in, but yeah. yeah. Um, I think little woman's an easy one for this because it's been adapted so many times. Yeah, it's, it's adapted a from a classic, you know, novel. Uh, but I like Jojo rabbit for this. I feel like I would either say even having not seen it, Jojo rabbit or the Irishman for this mm -hmm. one. Ooh, okay. Best animated film. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body. Klaus. Missing Link and Toy Story 4. Okay. Let me just talk about how Frozen 2 is not on this list. Oh, man. It's not. No. Wow. Right? The audacity. I mean. <laughs> I'm Honestly, I'm just surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you're not upset. You're just surprised. I'm mostly surprised. Yeah. I mean, Toy Story 4 seems obvious as a win, um, but I haven't actually seen any of these. I've seen 
one of them. I don't think How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World is in it for this one. That's an out. I can't believe it's on here over Frozen 2. I can't either. Like, I actually can't believe No, that. I know. I'd actually, I like overlooked the fact that Frozen 2 wasn't in the best animated film category. And a friend was of mine was like, oh, so what do you think about Frozen 2 not being nominated? And I was like, what? what? I need to go look at this list again. Yeah, I I think I had just thought it was, it came out this year. Yeah, so that's pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, I've heard really, really good things about I Lost My Body and Klaus. So I do want to like get a watch in for those before we I honestly wouldn't be surprised if maybe one of those even takes it. Takes it. Yeah. Um, I've heard really good things about Klaus. I can't think if I've ever heard anything about I Lost My Body. It's on Netflix. Okay. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I think both of those are. I don't know anything about Missing Link either. I don't either. And I don't see it shocking me with a win. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's Toy Story 4, which again seems. Pixar just crushes it. Too like, obvious. Every year. Like, yeah. I maybe- don't know. Maybe they're going to, like, give someone else a chance. Who knows? No, no. No. <laughs> no, I could see Klaus getting it based yeah. on what I've heard about it. Um, yeah. And I, I'd like to see a non-Pixar, non-DreamWorks movie take this category. Yes. I would love for this category to, like... Expand? Yes, to expand and for animated movies to really get, like... More recognition. More recognition. More inclusiveness. Yes. There's so many great animated movies there really coming are. from like other countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just, this is a category that needs, Os- the Oscars need to like re-examine the way they approach animated film, I think. Right. Like, I think I felt more things from animated films, <clears throat> the Iron Giant. Um, oh my God, that was so good. Oh my God, <laughs> Then I so have good. from like live action. But that movie uh, was so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, okay, best editing. Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Parasite. Hmm. I would say maybe Joker. Okay. I liked how it was put together. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, and that actually might be my other pick. Jojo Rabbit was going to be my pick as well. Um, I also could see Parasite. I could see Parasite. I think all three of those run you know the they could be the option i'd like to see i think jojo rabbit win it yeah um and parasite maybe second and joker maybe third but yeah 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 okay best cinematography the irishman joker the lighthouse mm. 1917 mm. and once upon a time in hollywood okay so here it is. I think the only movie, the only category that The Lighthouse is nominated for. And sadly, I actually feel like 1917 is like maybe better. They're, they're, they're right on par. Like, I know what you mean. Um, I know there are people out there that know a lot more about cinematography than I do. And I've been reading some of their like opinions on 1917. And some of them are saying that it's a joke, that it's nominated for cinematography because the whole tricky one shot thing is not that tricky. Well, I feel like I don't think that's the whole reason it's nominated. That, though. It, it, that is not at all. <laughs> I, I think that I think that because 1917 is beautiful. Yeah, that's I think so, too. Like there are a lot of really great shots in there that I would like take a snapshot yeah, and that's a beautiful that would photo. be a poster and yeah it, or a, a huge printout would be incredible 
Roger Deakins did the cinematography for 1917. Mm-hmm. Roger Deakins is undisputed the best cinematographer like in the business. Mm-hmm. Every single time he makes a movie, gets nominated. Every he's won like 13 Academy Awards or something for cinematography. The guy is an absolute master. Like he's as good as they get. Yeah. No, I am definitely team 1917. That's why for cinematography. That's why it's so hard for me because the lighthouse was truly unique. It was, it was unique and well done. And it doesn't have any other categories for you to root for. Right. Like, I feel like, how can I not, it, it's such an even tie. Cause I feel like Roger Deakins is literally the best. It's like saying like, Oh God didn't do the best cinematography. (laughs) Roger Deakins is the God of cinematography. Right. But the the lighthouse it's so unique and it's shot so meticulously and the the camera is a huge part of that like the the choice of lenses the um the old aspect ratio of that film like there are so many stylistic choices that come down to the cinematography in that movie the shot of the light itself like the shot at the end with, you know, Robert Pattinson in the, in the light and like, you know, his, his face getting all blown out. And so like, there, there's so, there's such incredible use of darkness and ugh, I just I could go on forever about them. I know. Anyway, I, I feel like I literally can't make a decision between the two. Like mm-hmm. it's, that's fair. The, they, they should both win it. I think that 1917 is going to take it. I think it is too. I feel like it'd be silly if it didn't. But I think it's it would be silly if it didn't. That's too. just my tiny unprofessional opinion. Um, we're going to skip a few categories, not because we don't appreciate them, like sound mixing and sound editing, but just because. Oh yeah, this stuff's great. It's yeah, just, no, it's yeah. necessary and it's great, but this podcast episode would be forever long yeah, if we yeah. kept everything. So we're going to try to. I think we have like three more categories left. Um, that we want to touch on. So best original score, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, or Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So Joker's score was really good. I did like the score for Joker. Didn't see Little Women. Didn't see Marriage Story. Yep. Loved 1917's music. Um, And (sighs) Star Wars is like, I mean, yeah, Star Wars movies have great score. I mean, it's John freaking Williams. Right, it's like, John Williams. Obviously, it's good. <laughs> right. Um, I think my two picks for this are Joker and 1917. Mine are too. I'm leaning more towards 1917 too. Mm-hmm. The- for my personal pick, I think I'm leaning more towards 1917. Yeah. I don't really know which direction yeah, the will academy go. will go. Yeah, I don't either. I, I I'm personally leaning towards 1917. The, the scene of them first getting into no man's land and like the tension of that music is like, I don't think there was like a more perfect, you know, meeting of, of music, of music and, and image in, in a movie this year, other than that, except maybe the lighthouse or midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously we're not in there. So, right. What are you going to do? 
Exactly. All right. So we have best original song. I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story 4. I'm going to love me again from Rocket Man. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. And Stand Up from Harriet. So I'm assuming Stand Up is performed by Cynthia Erivo. I can only assume. And I think that that one. I'm going to I'm going to hope that that wins. Because yeah. if she's involved, it's it's going to be the best. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that one as well. Yeah. Not much else to say there. (laughs) Uh, Best international, uh, best international film. Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Miserables, Pain and Glory, and Parasite. I mean. I mean, it's Parasite. All I've seen is Parasite, but it was so good. I know it's Parasite. (laughs) I I feel like I know it's Parasite too. (laughs) Yeah. Which makes I, me think it can't win Best Picture. I know. But because what Because it's politics. But know? what if it did? If it did, I would I don't think it's going to either. That's why I still think Once Upon a Time is winning Best Picture and they're gonna go ahead and call Best International Film for Parasite adequate enough. Yeah. But I think that's a shoe in for Best International Film. Yeah. So yeah, that's sort of that's all Those of our big bigger categories. Um, so my biggest Oscar prediction that I want on the record, just in case it's correct, <laughs> is Bong Joon Ho for Best Director and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Best Picture. Okay. And mine is that The Lighthouse secretly wins Best Picture. <laughs> and it's not nominated, <laughs> to be clear. And Willem Dafoe secretly wins Best Supporting Actor. Also not nominated, but I really appreciate how hard you're going for The Lighthouse. <laughs> It's so good. It's, it's just so good. It's a great film. Um, and it's such a crime that it's not, you know, yeah, that it's not given more attention. And my my actual predictions are: I hope that 1917 sort of like sweeps a lot of the effects stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't win best cinematography, I'm gonna be very confused. Um, Me too. I hope we get like a few surprises. Hopefully, good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would love to be pleasantly surprised and see like, I don't know, if the lighthouse wins best cinematography, I'm gonna like lose my mind. Like that's gonna be so good. Uh, or best, uh, it was cinematography, right? That it was nominated for. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it was cinematography, I think, is awesome. The fact that like someone saw that movie and was like that actually deserves to be nominated for that thing I maybe really think the lighthouse awesome. and 1917 will both win that would be my dream so remember the year that la la land and moonlight were both nominated and like kind of both kind won. of both won yeah i'm just saying that i predicted that <laughs> <laughs> i predicted they would both win well, as a joke amazing. and then they almost kind of did I mean, I think Moonlight is the better movie, but um, I I, like I love La La Land too much to just say that. Okay, but I understand where you're coming from. I think Moonlight is a, is true art. I think that's like a masterpiece of a film, mm-hmm. um, in like every way. I think it's like such a magnificent movie. But yeah, um, I just want the Lighthouse to win everything. I know. I hope it's, it gets well. Maybe it'll be in a montage. 
And you know what I watch the Oscars for? The mm. montages. The montages mostly. Yeah. I I I assume it will be. Like there are moments in that movie that are so like shocking and yeah, cinematic I, and they're like made for those moments of like this is acting or this yeah. is, you know. I do really wish Willem Dafoe got that nomination. That's to me the biggest snub of anything yeah. that you from that movie that didn't get put in yeah. the Oscars. Are there any other snubs? Because I have maybe one. Um, I'm trying to remember what came out. I, I think definitely The Lighthouse is the biggest to me. Midsummer is the other biggest to me. Um did we get Endgame last year? Avengers? It's not up for like anything, is it? Uh it might be up for special <laughs> Longest visual movie. effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's somehow up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, what was your, what, what's your idea so for Snub? So, The Farewell didn't get anything. What is that movie? Literally anything at all. So, it has Aquafina in it, and it's... Um, oh, right. Yeah, it's about her and her family. Oh, and Uncut Gems. Sorry. Yes, Uncut Gems the farewell. as well. Keep but going. yeah, her and her family uh, find out that her grandmother is terminally ill and they journey to the center of the earth <laughs> no they journey to the country she lives <laughs> in and um under the guise of it being for a wedding like celebrate her last days with her and yeah it's really charming just really good and really well done and i'm surprised i've heard really good things about that yeah i liked it a lot and i actually really like aquafina i know some people don't I don't dislike her. For some, I, I for some like, reason, I just, like, enjoy her. Yeah, I, I feel like I haven't seen enough of her to have, like, a really good opinion. But what I did, I did see Crazy Rich Asians, and I thought, like... Yeah, I liked her in she that. She was good in that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, um, honestly, seeing Adam Sandler not get nominated for Best Actor is really surprising, even though I haven't seen Uncut Gems. And seeing Idina Menzel not get nominated for Best Supporting Actress is also surprising, given I've heard that she was really good in Uncut Gems as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we need to see Uncut Gems so we can, like, have... A true opinion. A true opinion about it. Yeah, this is based on, like, the buzz Hearsay, yeah. Which, I mean, when you consider the buzz of a movie versus, like, what actually happens with it, and it's so far off where a movie just seems like it's on fire and like everyone loves it. And then it's like literally not mentioned at the Oscars. I always think that's really weird. I do too. So yeah. Um, I don't think I have much else to say about it. Did you see Frozen 2? Yeah, I did. Did you, what, how did you, how did you, how did you think it compared to the first one? I thought the first one was, a much more perfect movie. Mm. That was one of the things that bugged me about Frozen 2 is it was so messy and imperfect. Not to say it was bad. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't. It was good. It's, it's just, just not that. Yeah, it didn't hit me the same way as the first one. Yeah. At all. But a lot of people really loved it. I will say, and I feel like I'm weird for this, not like the world is weird for this. I don't, I don't see why Frozen was like the the success story that it was interesting i don't like i actually liked um tangled a lot more than i liked frozen mm, i've heard that 
from some people. And I and I'm not sure what people see in it that yeah. they you know, but I can't speak for everyone, but as for myself, yeah. I went in completely blind. Mm-hmm. I knew that Disney was making a new film and it was called Frozen. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. So I had no expectations and then I went in and I don't know, I just loved it. Like I loved the design and the new songs that I get to sing in the shower now all the time. Very important. It's very, very important. important. <laughs> and we get to hear Sadie sing them, which I think is like even better. The most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Really. yeah. Um yeah. And I, I do think it's really cool that Adina Menzel sort of like got that mm-hmm. star power out of that because like, you know, she was big on for musicals, but not like mainstream big. And I feel like that movie sort of blew her up, even though she's sort of past the age of when women usually can get famous. Right. Like, that. And even though her name was mispronounced at the Oscars. Yeah, but... there was that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. <laughs> not for her, but just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, Okay, yeah, so that's kind of our predictions for the Oscars. Yep. February 9th, 2020. Um, we're probably going to do a podcast afterwards talking about what happened, what yeah. we saw, what... What we know, were wrong about. Yeah, what we were, we were right wrong about, about, what we were right about. Any big surprises. Yeah, I hope there's something surprising. I, yeah. I, I think I, it was a good year for movies. It was a really good year for movies. I mean, literally, I think The Lighthouse is my favorite movie of the since the year 2000 like i can if not longer than that all right psychopath i know it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy of me i honestly can't say even what my favorite of the year is but i feel like i can say that safely because for me it was the witch and this basically like replaced that Mm -hmm. so apparently robert eggers is just like literally my favorite person in the world like, <laughs> i i feel dumb just because i i feel like it's not even loyalty to him it's like as much as i like him and i and i've liked like listening to him in interviews it's really it literally is he's just making like i feel like he went into my brain and pulled out like what are all of eric's things that he'd like to see <laughs> in the movie that would just blow him away and then just like put that into one movie well, that's great. And there's, you know, there's movies that I think are like near that level for me. Like I think Children of Men and um, There Will Be Blood and Blade Runner 2049. You know, there, there's yeah. definitely movies that are like so, so, so good and they're way up there for me. But, you know, Hereditary. and Yeah. But I feel I feel confident when I say that like the lighthouse is basically my favorite movie of the last like couple decades. I wish I could confidently say that about a movie for myself. Can you confidently say that about just a movie? That's like your favorite. I mean, I have like a small list of movies that I consider my favorite, like all time favorites, just because part of the reason is because they've always been on that list. And the other part is because I just think they're really great movies. Like obviously like alien alien is my number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't. Nothing beats it. Nothing beats no, it. No, Aliens, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning into our pre-Oscar podcast. We will be back with another one after the Academy Awards. Yep.